1: Hi, how are you? This is the Mindfully Integrative Show, and this is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, Integrative Family Nurse Practitioner. And thank you for joining in today. And today we have an amazing guest. She is Dr. Debbie Silver. She is post-betrayal syndrome transformational leader, motivational speaker, author, and she has many wealth of knowledge to discuss with you, psychologist and integrative health connoisseur in my, in my aspect, meaning she's trying to take and make our lives better in many ways. So thanks for coming on the show, Dr. Debbie Silber.
2: Uh, Thank you so much for having me looking forward to our
1: conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I, as I tell people, what's kind of like a little small fun fact that people don't know about you that they may not be able to find on your website. That I'm, you know,
2: well, and I'm going to be updating my website with my next book, which is coming out very, very soon. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. So, but I'm kind of goofy. I, I, (laughs) anybody who my family knows, my friends know, I am kind of goofy. It's just what is. So I don't know if that's coming across and what the work I do, but it's, I, 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 you know, it's just a part of me and I, it's fun
1: what are you i mean you seem so serious cuz like on your you had a TEDx talk and did you know, too you're, yeah uh, you're a, a doctorate you know you're a psychologist so pretty serious topic very um uh emotional topic and and a lot to talk about so you still are pretty goofy and laugh you still have fun and the, there's in that the balance well you know what happens when you heal from and i guess that's it it's i find that the most
2: joyful people have been through the worst the yeah. worst things and and i you know I've been through a bunch, all mm-hmm. kind of disease, uh, loss of loved ones and betrayal. And that's, you know, when you come out the other side from something like that, there's a lot to celebrate
1: you're a hundred percent correct I, I love the how you said how a lot to celebrate and see like kind of the, that light and joyful and the fact that you even have these beautiful cherry blossoms and looking it just makes you <laughs> bright it makes it's great it's beautiful so um you know this show is about you know discussing mindful integrative health and kind of mm-hmm. having that aspect um what exactly brought your story in and and how um do you incorporate this with your patients and your colleagues and I know you have a book um mm-hmm let's go into that a little bit. Sure. So I don't think anybody says, oh, I think
2: I want to study betrayal like (laughs) in history of never. So it's actually my 30th year in business. It's your 30th year. Yeah. Amazing. Personal development, psychology, and, and, you know, sort of business morphed and changed as I did. And then I had trauma. It was a, a really, painful betrayal from my family. And I thought I did the work I needed to do to heal from that. And then a couple of years later, it happened again. This time it was my husband. Anybody who's been through it, you're shocked, you're blindsided, you're devastated. So I you know, I looked at those two experiences and I said, well, what's common here besides me? And, uh, and I realized boundaries were always getting crossed, never took my needs seriously. And I said, that's it. Something drastic has to change. So here I was. 50 years old, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I'm like, I'm going back for a PhD. I had no idea how I was going to afford it, any of it. But I was like something, you know, I just felt so called to do this. And it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. Because I was changing so much, I didn't quite understand it. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my business, my health, my family, my
1: life. That's a lot of change. Oh, there was nothing it didn't change. Your business, your life, your health and your family. I mean, that, that right there must have been transformational. So you're going through this transformational, um, study and you're transforming in the process Mm -hmm. and you're developing and you've found some groundbreaking work, which I'd love for you to share. I mean, I know you wrote a couple books too. So I want, you know, to share that at some point, but if you could discuss that further, it'd be great.
2: Sure. So the first discovery was originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar with post-traumatic growth, it's if you can imagine kind of an upside of trauma, how trauma leaves you with a new awareness, perspective, insight you didn't have. But I, you know, as I shared, I had been through Death of a Loved One. I'd been through disease. And I was like, "Mm, betrayal feels so different for me. But I didn't want to assume. So I asked all my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Hands down unanimously. They said, it's so different. Here's why. Because it feels so intentional, you take it so personally. So the whole Mm. self is shattered and has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all shattered. Mm. So when you rebuild, it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It was like post-traumatic growth plus rebuilding the self so I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience. Very interesting. That was the first discovery.
1: No, I I mean when you're when you're saying that, I mean, obviously you talked about post-post-betrayal transformation, but the fact that you were able to see that there needed to be a change and develop something different because you needed to combine them, but but that I mean, I'm I'm saying for myself, going through post traumatic stress and and a trauma, mm-hmm. very different from betrayal. I, you don't even realize how much it takes away from yourself. Like I I think I can at least separate myself from the trauma differently. It just seems like this betrayal. It's like, oh my god, they did it to you. So that must be so much more impactful.
2: That's the thing. It, it's it's that shattering of self because of how intentional it feels. Wow. So that was the first one. The second discovery was. Uh, And and your audience will really appreciate this one. There's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've had, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 people take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. A few Mm -hmm. things about that. One thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof when it comes to betrayal, that's simply not true there's a, a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I could still feel the heat. My betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened 10 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. So we know betrayal is a very different type of trauma, but every few months I pull the stats just
1: to see how people are doing can I, you, would you like me to share them? I would love for you to share it. I mean, okay. I'm here to have them here. learn more about you and what the great work you're doing, of course. Oh, thank I you. So you're gonna, you'll are gonna you see the profound impact
2: of betrayal. As a doctor
1: okay. to doctor, totally love the research. There you go. All right, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I just love it. It's so impactful. 78%
2: constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers, and those triggers can take you right down. These are the most uh, common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. Those are your adrenals right there. Mm, absolutely. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe they can't hold food down. Later on, they're using food for comfort. For comfort. Mm. 45% have digestive issues. Anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, Mm -hmm. uh, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. The most common mental uh, issues, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% are unable to concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, and you're supposed to you know, work and raise your kids and do everything else you're supposed to do. That's not even the emotional symptoms. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness, 83% anger. So, and you bounce back and forth between sadness and anger, and that's exhausting. Mm. 82% feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they were afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how.
1: So in your new book that you're coming out, trust again, is that ways to help those to, to, to move on and to be able to trust, trust and, and grow? Trust again is actually the book that's been out
2: for pro- not even, is it a year? It's like just coming on a year. That's actually not even the new one. Trust. Oh,
1: okay. I haven't heard that one. Okay. All
2: right. So trust again is, and and I'll get to the third discovery, uh, which is there's actually, while we stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal from that, from the symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome to that place, a post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. I'm happy to share the stages. So trust again, yeah, trust again, literally walks you through the stages. Mm -hmm. My personal story is in there. My study participant story is in there. The four-step trust rebuilding process is in there. The newest book, which I mean, that's not even out yet. That there's one stage that is the most common place to get stuck. Mm-hmm. The next book caters to that one's that one particular stage.
1: Wow, that's great. Okay, yeah. um, so let's go through a pro like a a general story. You don't have to tell your story, but you know a general story of um what betrayal syndrome. What what is betrayal, or let's say a type of betrayal that someone would be considered. Is this like, yeah, minority? you know,
2: the is really, it's the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule and every relationship has them. The gotcha. way it works is the more we trust and the more we depend on someone, the deeper the betrayal. So mm-hmm. for example, a child who's completely dependent on their parent and yeah. the parent does something awful, that's going to have a different impact than let's say your coworker taking credit for your idea, your best friend sharing your secret. Gotcha. You so it really depends. There's just a different amount of cleanup Right, right. Healed, You know, oh,
1: more more work that has to be done
2: when yeah, it's more and of it, a close
1: relationship, and it
2: all depends. And and here's the thing, though, uh, I can spot an unhealed betrayal a mile away, and and it shows up in work, in health, in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like for example, uh, we'll see it in relationships in one of two ways: a repeat betrayal is is a classic symptom of an unhealed betrayal. There's this profound lesson needing to be learned. Not that it's your fault. It's your opportunity. Maybe you need better boundaries in place. Maybe you need to realize you're lovable, worthy, and deserving, whatever it is until, and unless you get that these betrayals are happening to, to give you the opportunity to realize that. So a repeat betrayal where, you know, someone's like, what the heck I keep going through. It's the, You know, I go from boss to boss, to boss or friend to friend to friend or a partner to partner to partner. It's the same thing. Is it me? Yes, it is. Get that lesson already. And it doesn't have to keep repeating itself. Mm. The other way we see it is that we put that big wall up. It's like, nope, been there, done that. Not letting anybody get close to me again. And sure, you know, well, we think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. So Mm -hmm.
1: that's on. So putting the wall up that you see it probably. I mean, I've seen that in general, like. People putting a wall up, they think that they're protecting themselves and that they're putting a boundary, but it's not really a boundary. It's just, it's, they're not getting past. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's a different, it's different than a boundary.
2: It's a wall, a whole different thing. Uh, We see it in health too, where people go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. And at the root of it is this unhealed betrayal. Of of course. Yeah. And then we see it in work too. Where someone, let's say they want that raise or promotion, they deserve it, right. but their confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So they don't have the confidence to ask and they're bitter and resentful instead, mm. or they want to be a team player, a collaborative partner, but right. the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So how do they, how did they trust that boss, that coworker, you know, so yeah. it shows up everywhere and, and right. until, and unless you move through all of the five stages, that's where you'll see this.
1: Okay. Wow. Can um, can you go through the stages with us? Sure.
2: And there I, I map them out fully in trust. Again, it's what we teach within the PBT Institute, but here's a distilled version right here. So yeah. Stage, in
1: general, I want them to reach out to you, but I would love to get a, a little snippet.
2: No, I'll <laughs> give you the whole thing. So stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody was real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. What does that look like? Looks like we're really good at thinking and doing and kind of neglecting the feeling and being. But if there's Mm. a table with only two legs, easy for that table to topple over and that's us. Stage two, uh, the scariest of all of the stages. This is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. D-Day, Discovery Day. The shock and trauma. Lands itself on your body, mind, and heart, right here, and so the, there's the breakdown of the body. Here you you ignite the stress response. You're headed for every single stress related symptom, illness, condition, disease. These are the people you see, right? Yeah. yeah. Mind is in a complete and st- and total uh, state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around the information you just learned, and there's a breakdown of the worldview. Your worldview is your mental model. These are the rules. This is how. Life works. Don't go there. Right. And in a moment, every rule you've ever had, you thought to be real and true is no longer. The bottom is bottomed down and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So it's terrifying. Mm. Think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything and everything you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Where do I go? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap. This is stage three is the most common place to get stuck. Mm. You and I both know people who are stuck there for decades, if not a lifetime. And here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. We have no idea there's a stage four and stage five. So we start planting roots here and four mm-hmm. things happen. You're not meant to be here long, but we don't know that. So the so four things happen. The first is you start getting these small self-benefits. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. You get your story. You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? Get it, I'm not trusting any You start planting deeper roots there. Now that you're here longer than you're supposed to be, your mind starts doing things like, maybe you're not all that. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. You plant deeper roots. And now, because this is how you think, and this is the energy that you're sending out there, like energy attracts like energy. Like so energy. now you're calling people and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is exactly where you belong. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here because it feels so bad, but you don't know there's anything better. Right here is where you resign yourself. You're like, this is as good as it's going to get, but I'm not happy. So right here is where you start using food, drugs, alcohol, mm. work, TV, keeping busy, anything to numb, avoid, distract from what's so painful to feel or face. So think about it. You do that for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit. A year. 10 years, 20 years, and I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing or that numbing in front of the TV you're doing or, you know, that drinking you're doing. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And I'm not kidding. They would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, it 20 years ago. But do you see? All they did was
1: put themselves in stage three and stay there. That makes sense? Because it made them, they, it was comforting. Numb, they numb, That they didn't want to, because then if they have to go to face it again, ah,
2: Exactly. And that's why people get stuck in stage three, but I'm coming for you. That's what this next book is all about. <laughs> so, so anyway, if they're willing to let go of the small self benefits and everything they, they get from it, they grieve more than the last few things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my experience, but I can control what I do with it. So I always use the example of if you've ever moved. A new house, office, condo, apartment. Your stuff's not all there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're in this mental space, you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you just stopped the massive damage you were causing in stage two and stage three. What's also really interesting about stage four is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be when you're in that new space. And what I saw was, If your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you. They don't come with you from stage three to stage four. You've just outgrown them. When you're in this space, making it cozy, making it mentally your home, you move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal self love, self care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do Mm. your mind. You're making new rules, new boundaries based on what you see so clearly now. And you have a new worldview based on the road you just traveled and based on your whole experience and the four legs of the table. In the beginning, it was just the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
1: I love it. I, um, I resonate with it because it has this component. I mean, I, when you're with these patients and colleagues of yours that you see, do you find it to be a longer process to get them through these five stages than someone, than in an other types of trauma and other types of, because this seems a lot more ingrained, like more rooted.
2: Yeah. What we found is time is completely contingent on willingness. Well, there were, there were three groups in the study who did not heal. The first was the group. They were refusing to accept their story. They just weren't having, it. you know, mm. they had, they had their story of betrayal and that's just it. They didn't heal. The second group was the group where they were numbing, avoiding, distracting. So they ran to the doctor who put them on mood stabilizers mm-hmm. or anxiety medications. They started emotionally eating, numbing in whatever way they didn't heal. You know, it may have made the day a bit easier. No, right, whatever. but it
1: didn't It didn't get to the root cause of
2: what's going on. No, no. And the third group, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was, um, you, they didn't want to break up a family, uh, financial fear, religious reasons. That was a big one. Um, fear of the unknown. They just tried to turn, you know, turn the other cheek. And I only saw two things with this group. A further deterioration of the relationship. And two, that group was the most physically sick. Mm. Your broken heart can't handle that. So, you know, when it comes to healing, there's got to be that that willingness. And, and there were people in the study and, and you know, I wasn't, you know, of course, you're not supposed to be biased, whatever, but I, I thought, well, you know, the ones who were the hardest hit uh, would would take the longest and grow the slowest because they have the most to overcome. Had nothing to do with it. It Nothing. was the ones who put their heads down saying, I am not picking my head up until I'm out the other side, whatever it takes one foot in front of the other.
0: Um, so kind of
2: a,
1: like almost a resilience.
2: Yeah, but it's actually it's actually a little bit different because resilience is you know kind of that restoring and bringing back. But with this type of trauma, there is a complete and total crash and burn. Mm. The beauty is you're able to rebirth something completely and totally new. Like for example, rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move on. And that's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely new. I'm talking entirely with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. So as two totally new people, we marry each other again.
1: New rings you, you found each other again. Were you new both out, yeah. are you still together? You're
2: still married? we still are. So we yeah, second second marriage, same person, but not, you know, and we have a whole
1: new family, same people, but not. <laughs> yeah, but I, I find that really beautiful and also um pretty vulnerable to you know, just to, to be able to get through that and say, you know, one side and the other side, and then you know, you're transforming yourself and and just writing about it, but just that must be um. Was that quite difficult or do you feel like a new person now, even for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. A few things. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. I can imagine. I just, I'm just thinking like
2: that must be the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've been through now your, your group. Four children. I've had four kids, right? Not even, I had peritonitis. So I was in ICU, the ICU for Mm -hmm. 11 days. I mean, it's a miracle I'm alive. Yeah. So I've been through that. I've lost loved ones. Nothing got me like this. Nothing. And, uh, but it is the greatest opportunity. You can, it it really, betrayal lends itself to create a completely new identity. You take the parts you love and you leave behind everything that doesn't serve. And when the other person is willing to do that as well, you're meeting up again as two very different people. Like, here's a simple example of one of the changes I made. I used to be, I'm still like a driver. I'm really uh, uh, action oriented and, mm-hmm. and I, I do a lot today. day. You know, I mean, think about it, four kids, six dogs, a business, like right there, right? Yeah, but, of course. But <laughs> but um, but I was always also really critical of myself. And like, for example, I get lost wherever I go. It's just part of what goes on. So I give myself <laughs> extra time. But then I realized like after betrayal, I'm like, I don't want to be hard on myself anymore. So now if I get lost or do something that I would, that I used to be critical, I'm simply adorable. <laughs> I'm just adorable. And my whole family has to agree. It's like, you know, so it's things like that. You get this, this opportunity to look at all of it and change anything. You just you buffer like. it,
1: you know, you get lost, but like, all right, give me a buffer of 20 minutes, everybody, half hour you know how it is. And and I'm not even asking for the buffer.
2: I know it's going to happen. So I just leave <laughs> earlier, but it's just, instead of me being like you, you know, I can't believe you did that again. I'm like, you're so adorable.
1: Oh, that's a nice <laughs> feels it's, better. You're, you're softer with yourself and you're, um, less critical. If, Absolutely.
2: You get I, to I, redefine the whole thing.
1: Yeah. You're, you're then forgiving. It's, of then, your... it,
2: then, it's, then it's trauma well-served. You know, if you just come out of it, so bitter, so angry, so resentful, mm-hmm. you know, what's the point you've been through the hardest part of it already. Mm-hmm. You owe it to yourself to heal. Yeah. So, and I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. I was just like, this is like a bad game of hot potato. If I don't do something really good with something really bad. And I had a very powerful story. All of the people, the most important people in my life all betrayed me, but this story of helping thousands of people feels like a much better story.
1: I, I, I think that both sides of this of your story is important because people need to hear it and they need to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have one last, you know, um, mindful tip through for my for the readers and the listeners and watching? I know that you have plenty to share because I want them to be able to reach out to you. Um, so that too, I'd like to know one one small tip, and then you've already given us five great stages. But if you have an additional one, and and then um, how can we reach you? Books sure. that you're writing and and, and such.
2: Yeah. So, so I I would just say, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, so it must be for a reason. So I'll share this. If you have to say this a million times to yourself, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. It's really not. It's really not. This was someone else's scarcity, lack, hole in them. You know, that they were trying to build. It had nothing to do with you. So I know it feels like that's an impossibility to believe in the beginning. Say it enough times and you will get it. And it's true. That's the first thing. And then um, and then I would say, I mean, everybody really should take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz just to see to what extent you're struggling. And they can find that at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, the PBTinstitute.com. And if they want trust again, instead of just going right to Amazon get it from this link because then you get all kinds of goodies too. So that would be the pbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again.
1: I love it. I'm going to um, have that information in the show notes and in the transcript, but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, um, you stated it, you know, of anything new. And and then you have another book coming out. What's the new book called? The
2: The new book, I still like, I just tweaked the, the subtitle. So I'm going to look at it because it's on my wall. From Harden to Heal, The Effortless Path to release resistance, get unstuck, and create a life you love. Well, oh,
1: so that's a, wow! That's, a lot. It, that's that the depends. that's the
2: stage. The three. beginning. Oh my like gosh! How long? Did years, that take one. specifically. So you know, st- so trust again will move you through the five stages. But if you find okay, these five stages are nice and all, but I am really struggling with stage three from hardened to healed. That's the one that's oh, coming.
1: Oh, that's amazing! I oh my god! I can't wait to read. I um uh, I just. Was looking forward to just meeting you and talking oh. with you. So this is excellent. Um, I will definitely have them in the show notes, and I will let um, the readers and those watching. Um, so thank you so much for being on. And as those on Mindfully Integrative show, each one of you find a mindful way each and every day. And thank you again for joining us, Dr. Silber. Thank, thank you so much.
0: It. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcast or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.